Welcome, you're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams, here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. The easiest way to remember that every week is to hit the subscribe button, get that delivered to your favorite podcast platform, and share this with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Also, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. A few extra minutes will absolutely help get this in the hands of more leaders just like you. Visit leadinghope.online to get updates and find out more about the Leading Hope community. Kevin, man, it has been a minute. This is kind of a new setup for us. I'm looking right at you now. We're back. We're back. Let's just say it. We're, we're back. back. Maybe not better than ever, but we're back. After recording three months of <laughs> pre-recorded content yeah, during are... the in-between. <laughs> yeah, the transition. We're back, man. We're in Florida now recording. And now we're looking at each other? We're looking. I'm looking right at you. I can hear and see everything you say. It's not just looking at a camera. There's cameras in here, too. But uh, this is exciting. We are now into 132. You've titled this Cultural Hooks. I am excited about this content. Take it away, Kevin. Yeah, so here is the uh, opening metaphor of what we're going to talk about today. The idea is, is that, and I know this sounds ridiculous, yeah. that a, <laughs> so dumb, but I hope it helps you remember. That's my only goal on this, is that a great culture is a terrible coat rack. <laughs> Look at that, you go. What? Like, no, seriously, a, a bad coat rack serves as a great culture. So let me explain the problem that we're trying to solve, okay? We want a culture that is accessible. We want a culture that people can easily enter into. And we, yeah. we talk about this word culture, like how it feels, the operating norms. Yeah. And so we understand that we want, I'm gonna date myself with my reference, but I don't have a better reference, okay? Is we want a strong culture. I don't even like, yes, a healthy culture, but a strong culture means it's definitive. There's mm. some places that you go into, some stores you shop at, and you go, oh, it's nothing. It doesn't create any raving fans. It doesn't create any excitement. It's not a strong culture. But there can also be to the point in time that a strong culture becomes inaccessible to an outsider. Yeah. Uh, my best example of this is the Soup Nazi episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> I know some people are really like, the, the what, what? Like, <laughs> just look it up. Just, yeah, just YouTube, yep. Soup Nazi episode. There and you, you go. go, that is a strong culture, right? but it's inaccessible. So we want a strong culture that is accessible. We want a culture that has layers to it, that That's it good. has depth to it, and yet someone from the outside can enter into it. And so for that to happen, your culture needs hooks. It needs hooks. It needs things that you can hang stuff on, okay? That's simply what a hook is. Something you can hang stuff on. And so let me give some examples of this idea. So like we talk about Christmas. Christmas is an event. But if you say, so it, when I say Christmas, what pops in your mind? Um, an event. I mean, that's what it is. It's a bunch <laughs> of people. Give me, I mean, give me one thing. One thing, Christmas. Christmas. Uh, church. Church? Yeah. Okay, what, what specifically with church? Uh, services. Services? Anything else? Uh, singing. Singing? Good. Yeah. Anything else family-wise? Say something family-wise. Uh, win so, some points. Okay. Win some points. <laughs> yeah, win some points. Uh, family uh, gatherings, dinners. Oh, this is the lamest way of saying something. Give me something specific, Opening bro. gifts with your family. <laughs> Oh, you're trying to be so generic <laughs> at the top. You, you want something very specific. <laughs> yes. uh, okay. That's yeah. what I was yeah. looking for. Watching my daughter open her gifts 
early in the morning on Christmas morning. Is that a real thing, or you just mean yes? No, cheesy. that's that's it. No, that's okay, good. good. So yeah. you're really cheesy. Yes, got it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> when when we say, my guess is for most people, when you say Christmas, there's there's a memory, an emotion, there's a feeling, there's a thought. The longer you celebrate Christmas, the more you have these memories. Let's yeah, take yeah. it. Other examples: uh, anniversaries. Uh, when people celebrate an anniversary. So um, it was funny. The first anniversary that Bethany and I celebrated, she spent the whole day going, at this time last year, we were getting ready. At this time last year, our ceremony had just started. And it was kind of a fun thing. Uh, Now she does it in a bunch of different ways. She'll say like, at this time last year, for one, but then she'll also say, you remember three years ago when we celebrated our anniversary? You remember 10 years ago? The, the more that we celebrate, the more depth there is to the celebration. Okay. Uh, one more example, uh, baptism. So we love baptism. Yes. Like, yes. like love baptism. Uh, baptism, what sticks out in your head the most? Um, the life change that's happening. Okay. Anything yeah. specific? Um, the 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 realization that people uh, are, are a new creature. They're they're thinking, uh, man, the, my old life is dead, and I'm moving to a new one. It's, and we get to celebrate. The whole room is excited. Okay. The whole room is um, it's it's just a different it's a different place. What memories do you have with baptism? For me, or for you in, in general? For me, oh Asking man, you. it was uh, everything. Uh, my entire life was left dead in that that place. So you're talking your baptism? Yes. Yes. What else? What else sticks out to you? Baptism. Um, just a rallying cry for people to. <laughs> you're giving. You're giving I, an explanation of baptism. I don't want an explanation of baptism. What do you? Uh, <laughs> what do you want me what to give? Memories me? come into oh. your mind. Uh, well, with for, baptism. Yeah, for me it was, uh, it was just I got to do it with Melanie. Um, okay. That I got to be part of that day with her, and we got that was a special day together. Okay. Yeah. So I think uh, I remember your baptism. I don't really remember my baptism because I was really young. I remember uh, my three girls getting baptized. I remember Donnie Scarberry getting yeah, baptized. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's all those moments. I remember kids walking into the room with signs everywhere. Okay. I remember families coming. I remember families coming down, just tears covering their faces. Yeah. Here's, here's my point on this. I remember wearing uh, hats that day that you made us wear <laughs> yep, that I, I tried to fight you over and over again. You're just like, nope, we're doing it. So, okay. We'll tell that story another yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't get tired of baptism. Every single time we celebrate it, it gains additional meaning for me. Yeah. And so this is what I want to see from good. those kind of examples in these pieces is what, what those are is they are cultural hooks. They're events, they're things like that, yes, but they're, they're hooks. The, they're accessible, yeah. okay? They need a, just an initial explanation, this is what it is. But the longer you're in it, Christmas, anniversary, baptism, all these other kind of things. Uh, I don't know if any of you who are listening today, like if you were in a spot where like you had a parent or a coach who said the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. And so when you think of that person, you automatically associate them with that statement. I had a friend <laughs> always said over and over again, said, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. <laughs> if you're going to be dumb, I think of them, I think if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Yeah. What these are is they serve as hooks. So here's my point. If your culture that you're creating has no hooks, there's no culture. It's bland. It's flat. 
But you can deliberately create hooks. You can create things that then you get to hang a whole bunch of other things on top of. Uh, think of it like this. If you're in a friend group, you'll have inside jokes after yeah. a period of time. And you can reference an event and everybody busts out laughing because it has meaning just by having a simple statement associated with it. So here's the idea, okay? Yep. Is uh, So in our culture, what we're seeking to do is we're seeking to create hooks. We're seeking to create statements that we can attach significance and meaning towards. So our hooks are really simple. They describe the process that we're going through as a church. We want people to experience community, to encounter God, to claim purpose, and to pursue calling. Yeah. Experience community, encounter That's God, good. claim purpose, pursue calling. And we'll unveil this. We haven't really gotten to that point yet where we're really talking about it openly. Uh, the point is not that there's something magical about those four statements. The point is, is that they're able to stand as a hook that then whenever someone enters a group, we can talk about it in language of experience community. Yeah. When someone is saved, we can talk about it in language of encounter God or baptized or a significant moment. When someone begins to step into what God has called them to, understanding their gifting, understanding the unique problem of the world and what God is seeking to do in the moment, we can talk about it in language of claim purpose. If we don't create these hooks, then the culture stays flat. Yeah. We want depth. We want the longer that someone is in it, the more meaning it has for them. And so, um, so simple things are we're going to attach everything we do to these four things, and we want to equip people with an ability to describe what they've been through and to clarify where we're headed. So part of the work of culture creation is creating hooks that people can hang stuff onto to make it accessible, but also to provide depth at the same time. Um. That's, I mean, I get the, the bad coat rack is a great culture. That's, I mean, it makes sense now, right? At the beginning, you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So you, it's, the, the, it's the hooks, the things that you can hang it on. Um, how would you say? Let me fully explain just to make sure I don't. I appreciate you bringing that back up because yeah. I might have missed it. So bad coat rack has a thousand ho coats <clears throat> hung over the same hook. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a. Well, we've had coat racks like that in my house, and it makes me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. What is this? This is a tree or a coat rack? Come on, what's <laughs> happening here? Say, so, you know what? Like, it, it, a hook is meant for a single coat on there, but not cultures. Right. Cultures need to have hooks that you can throw a whole bunch of stuff onto that give it depth. Yeah. So the I I, I think the 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 the, tar, the hard part now uh, and now that you've created um, these symbols. And events around those those four things that you said. How do you get the uh, rest of the organization to rally behind those so that they do get the depth that you speak of? What's the next step? Because now you've created these things, but someone would uh, that's cynical would say these are just words. Yeah. So what's the next step to get people to buy into these things that actually do create uh, the next level of 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 movement? Yeah. Well, I I think that's honestly. Um, I think people stop short on culture creation because it's not, it doesn't have depth immediately. Yeah. Ooh, By nature, good. it's going to be shallow at first. Yeah. When you first start talking about it, no one's going to care because they don't, they don't associate any personal meaning, any stories, anything else with that. Yeah. And so I, I think just often like I'll see people 
start start to take steps of culture creation, and they bail in a hurry, and it's like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't sticking. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it wasn't sticking. Right, right. I think the beauty that you have, uh, your your greatest benefit in terms of culture creation, and some people may look at that and go, that doesn't matter. It does matter. Yeah. Like being clear on your identity and what you're about is incredibly important. Your greatest asset is always time. Yes. And so the more time you give it, the more depth it will have as part of it. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting that you said uh, it's not going to have depth from the beginning. I think too many of us in organizations uh, will create a new direction. Um, we'll create these hooks, as you've called them here, which I love that, cultural hooks. It makes me think of it completely different than how I have before. So that might be helpful for someone to use that same terminology as cool. they move forward. So that's uh, a good thing. But at the end of the day, um, the interesting piece is that uh, when we don't give it the time, right, we, we insert ourselves into it when actually if we allow it to work, it run its course, that it actually will change our, us in the process of it. Yeah. So I think talk more about that. Talk more about that these are for the culture that we want to create, but in the, in, we are becoming part of the culture. Yeah. Like as the leaders, right? People that lead. So we're creating the culture, but we're also becoming part of it. Talk about Absolutely. that. Well, I mean, I think you honestly explained it pretty well. <clears throat> Say it as like, hey, as you create the culture, you do not just create the culture. You're influenced by the very culture that you create as well. Yeah. And all of a sudden, these words that, I mean, this is not, this is not brilliant. Could I just acknowledge that? <laughs> there's, no, there's no genius to this. It really isn't. Uh, and in fact, the, the power of it is always meant in its simplicity. And so as you do that, it kind of becomes who you are. You create these things that all of a sudden will become meaningful to you over time. Yeah, and I think that's the important, over time. It's, it may not be uh, instantaneous. Yeah. It doesn't just, you don't just create it. Let's go back just a, a little bit when you talked about, the, let's just be very specific here. You talked about the ones that were created here at Highland Park which was uh, experience community, encounter God, claim purpose, and pursue calling. Give us the three-minute, two-minute, one-minute version of how you came up with that. How, how did those cultural hooks, yeah. how were they created, and how did you uh, present them, or how did you plan to present them? Um, so, honestly, they, they came out of, honestly, just uh, documenting our process and looking at what was already happening, tracking people's stories and seeing how they engaged. And so it was people weren't just wandering in off the street. They were engaging relationally in some way with a ministry or an outreach or an event that was already connected to the church. Yeah. And so people weren't coming in anonymously. Yeah. They were coming in with already a sense of community. Yeah. Then there are powerful moments in their life in which God did something specific that compelled them to action, that called them to action, which is where that encounter God piece came in. And then those last pieces are honestly pieces that we're still building into the process, but what we're seeking for people to pursue so it really came out of a sense of, hey, we're just, in, in the first two, we're trying to describe what is already happening. Oh, that's good. And in the last two, we're trying to describe what we're attempting to do and what we want for every individual. That's, uh, that's pretty powerful because uh, I'm just thinking, I don't know, I'm not an avid fisherman, and I did not wear that octopus shirt today uh, that people may have seen me wear before. But when you talk about fishing, right, like uh, when you throw the hook in, right, Okay. It's, it's there, and it's for the thing that's already is existing, right? But as you continue, you set the hook, yeah, and then you've got to actually pull it to actually catch what you're trying to catch. 
And uh, I think that's exactly what you're explaining here is the two things up front were already happening. Yeah. Now you need to actually point it to something. Yep. And uh, that's a powerful thought. Um, for someone who's in an organization, a, a church, a business that may have a culture that they're starting to create mm -hmm. or just completely mm -hmm. starting from scratch, what's some advice that you would want to give them to start this process to actually begin to uh, have these hooks in place to move their, their culture uh, forward or to create it in general? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would say it like this. If, if you were to ask them, describe your culture, and they had no idea where to start. Yeah. You have a flat culture. Yeah. That's a problem. You want a strong mm. culture. You want something with depth that people can be fans of, that people can love and get attached to. So if, if there's nothing that pops out to the surface, what matters most to your group, to yeah. this community? If they don't know, there's a problem. I would look for statements, symbols, or ceremonies. Okay? Yeah. Statements, encounter God. Yeah, yeah. Symbols, something like baptism. Yeah. Or ceremonies events, things like that, that happen with continuity that can stand out around what you value most, what is most important to you, and begin to attach meaning to it. And then I would give it time. Yeah. I would not become bored with it immediately. That's good. But I would give it time for it to do its work and for people to begin to understand that it matters. Yeah, that's, that's important. That's so good. Uh, the last thing I'll ask you and uh, this is for someone who just is, is just new at this and would ask this question. What do you mean the, the difference between a strong culture and a healthy culture? And what's the difference between both? Oh, it can be strong and not healthy. I mean, you want a healthy culture? Yeah. Absolutely. You also want a strong culture. Yeah. So uh, how do I say it as? Um, there are strong cultures that are very toxic to people. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't think it can really be a healthy culture in a weak culture. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Healthy and culture, good explain. for the people, strong for the culture, clearly defined. It is something. Yeah. You want both. That's good. All right, man. That's it for uh, 132 cultural hooks. Kevin, wrap it up for us. A bad coat rack is a good culture. Bad <laughs> coat rack, you hang a whole bunch of things on. Good culture, you hang a whole bunch of things on some hooks within there. So create your own hooks, and you'll have a healthier culture. Got it. You'll have a better culture. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, it mean the world to us if you did that now. Also, post about it, rate, and review. You will not believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. Uh, also, we love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life and business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online and send that to us. We would love to hear from you. And remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. Got him.